And now, for the podcast that doesn't define itself by its tatsuketsus, this is Not All Podcasts Wear Capes. All right, capesters, uh, we are fortunate again to have our third co-host join us, the splendiferous return of Ariani. Hey, Ariani. You. Raise the roof. <laughs> Hello, podcast land. How's everyone doing? We're good. We're quarantining. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So, uh. Thanks to yeah. all the uh, nurses and firemen, f- cops, and first responders, and everybody out there doing their thing. Grocery store workers. Grocery My store mom workers, worked yeah. at Pathmark, was a union job for decades, and uh, she she worked her way. My, my parents worked paid for my college and she was a supermarket worker and i respect the hell out of them postal uh postal service workers you guys too right right everybody right. delivering yeah. packages they, 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 they need to be bailed out by the federal government but we that's a that's a different podcast um uh but anyway so today we are going to be going back and we are going to be discussing the movie birds of prey and the fantabulous emancipation of Harley Quinn. Everybody forgets that part. Of one, of Harley, one Quinn. Harley Quinn. Of one Harley I, Quinn, right. I like movies with really long names. And now it's blanking any movies with really long names. But it's just, <laughs> I guess, a reaction for me from when there was this, like, there was like a five-year period where every single movie was like three characters. Like Don't, League don't of be a menace to South Central while drinking your juice in the hood. That's awesome. But like, but like, uh, like, uh, they, they had made League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. And the, the, the producers of the of the movie were like, Oh, that's too long. And people can't say it. So we're just going to call it LXG. And what? T2. Yeah, it was like, there was a there was this time there where every single movie, like, like X Men 2 was just X2. Yeah. Right, it was around that time where I'm glad I like long. That's a yeah, I love I like long movie names. Well, this is a particularly long movie name, so much so that the marketing when the movie was out in theaters that they just called it, they called it Har. Then they cut they cut out the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn, and then the marketing changed it to Harley Quinn Birds of Prey, something like that. And I was like, oh boy. Not even Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. So that would have been it's even like, better because it's like it sounded like a Quinn. band. It's like Harley Quinn colon Birds of Prey. Yeah. You know, had, had Suicide Squad not been so bad, maybe they wouldn't have had to change the name. Yeah. So, yeah. So this is like a direct sequel in the, however, the DC, sim, whatever, like DC life EU, support system yeah. that DCEU <laughs> is on. Whatever this, it feels this, like being at this time. Right, right. So this is a direct uh, uh, sequel to um, Suicide Squad. And um, my wife Kate and I, when we watched Suicide Squad in the movie theaters, we were directly like ridiculing the screen. We we didn't like the movie. And then halfway through, we just started making fun of it out loud <laughs> in the theater. And then we started to enjoy it because we just like kind of let go. Suicide Squad was the movie that I think I have never felt so disappointed in a movie in a really long time. And then I went to see Suicide Squad and, I, and then I, I, I went with my friend and then we both left and like, didn't even have anything to say about it. Like, I was just like, man, that sucked. 
And then that same disappointment hit me again during Justice League. <laughs> Fortunately, I, I got to see that one on TV. I didn't go to the movies to see Suicide Squad. Mm. There were a couple of good moments and kind of things. I like Captain Boomerang, but I mean, it was just it was just awful. And why did they dress Will Smith like a pimp in that one scene? He had like a wide leather hat and brim. Like he he, he was like I don't remember what you're talking about. <laughs> in the in the flashback stuff with his daughter. Right. Oh, okay. You know, it was again uh, quite a bit offensive. I, I thought, mm. like, why did they dress him like that? That's not the cat. That's not the character. It's completely out of character. Well, there's different costuming in this one for Harley Quinn as well, and you can tell the difference in costuming, like the difference between a male gaze and yeah. a female gaze, because Ro Margot Robbie was a producer on this movie. This was like her baby. You know, when this was announced, she really wanted to make this happen because she was actually really good in Suicide Squad. She's one of the really good things in that movie. And so making this movie, I guess it was like a, a like a project for her. And you can tell with the costuming how much it stands out that it's it's still, you know, sexy Harley Quinn, but it's it's very different than what you see in Suicide Squad. Okay, Anthony, so what we're talking about, we're not talking about homosexual men watching the film. We're talking about a point of view of how hetero men watch the film and their their outlook on it. So the gaze is like that. It's not that other. Not the gaze. <laughs> <laughs> Although we do I look support, this, I was listening. We do support the was gaze in this community. <laughs> yes, no doubt, no doubt. Ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah right no it's the same thing as in the wonder woman movie and then justice league oh because my god don't even know, get me like started wonder woman you know she she's beautiful and she has her you know scantily clad armor she looks beautiful but you know what no but all the, the amazons right right and they were different looking and they weren't all like they were like a different builds and different heights and sizes and stuff but they were all athletic and powerful but then the very first scene of the justice league movie that all of a sudden, when Wonder Woman walks on screen, the camera immediately goes to her ass. ass. And it immediately, and you're like, that didn't happen once. In no, no, you know, no doubt. And it's 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 a beautiful thing to look at, but it just shows you about how the how how the story is told in filmmaking and how what what's going on in there. And, and it's the same thing that happened with these two things because Harley Quinn. Uh, and, and we're going to get directly into this and we're going to lean into this sharp point right off the bat to get it mm -hmm. out of the way. Because I'm looking on Twitter and right before the movie came out, there's all these you know, toxic dudes who are complaining about the movie that they have never seen. And then they show somebody tweeted this thing of uh, Mary Elizabeth Weinstead. Weinstead? Winstead. Yep. Winstead. Um, sorry about sure. that. Mary Elizabeth Winstead. And it's like a, a, a like. Somebody photoshopped the two things together of her in one photograph of her and one photograph of her of Birds of Prey. And the one photograph, she was doing this like 1950s, like arching her back, leaning on a car, like pushing her chest out and her yeah. body's up, you know. And then it showed, it goes, that's sexy, but look at her in Birds of Prey. She doesn't look, and there she's there with her thing with the crossbow. And I'm mm -hmm. like, and he's like, she doesn't look, they desexualized her. And I'm like, are you looking at that second thing of Mary Louise Winstead and not, you think that's not good looking well, and that's not completely it's... sexy in Birds of Prey? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Are, do you, These I mean, dudes is, only is, care is, about is, their boners. Is women your thing? 
Because I don't know <laughs> if it's not. I mean, that's not a, you know, because I don't know what you're not seeing here, kid. You know, and then, you know, and it was, and so many of these, so, so many uh, uh, opinion pieces on, on, you know, the, I guess that we're part of this, you know, this churn machine um, came out was like, oh, this movie, they're desexualizing all these characters. And I'm like, are you kidding me? It's it a, was ridiculous. It yeah, was absolutely ridiculous. Male, uh, you know, fanboys Entitlement. Just can't, right. right. They, can't, they can't stand uh, a non-male lead in the, the center role. That's what it comes down to. If the movie it's, was about it, the Joker and this was his like kill crew, they would have been fine. Well, here's the thing. I think it's also the fact that clearly the film is not made with them in mind. In mind. It's not it's not made for their bro. But but at the same time, it's not even that. It's like they feel it's not made for them because obviously this movie is made for audiences, fans of the comics, but also general audiences who may or may not be familiar with this sort of thing you know i don't know everything about the birds of prey i'm a above average fan casual fan of comics you know but if it's not catered specifically to them and their boners then they don't care about it you know they they want you know what they wanted they wanted um sucker punch that's what they want they want sucker punch (laughs) and 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 i'm sorry and you know this is a family podcast but uh i'm sorry uh, the way the harley quinn costuming in in uh suicide squad she was dressed like a porn version of harley quinn not the character harley quinn right because if you look at the old cartoons where she originated from she's basically she looks like a court jester Kind right, of, right, right. With the hat, and, she has know, the uh, like the full lycra jumpsuit. Right, but there's still an element of sexuality to that mm-hmm. character that's there, and it's present, but it's not the whole thing, and it's not this overwhelming presence that takes away from the real the the that Batman the animated series where Harley Quinn. We're going to do a lot of history of these characters, but that history of Harley Quinn where uh, she was originally premiered in Batman the Animated Series, which mm-hmm. is probably one of the best animated superhero series of all time. That The way they, the characterization with all the characters there were just awesome. And Harley Quinn was introduced in there to give Joker uh, a foil and somebody to talk to when he was going after Batman. And it was, uh, it was, it was a great character. It was a great character. Yeah, absolutely. With a lot of depth, with a lot of depth. So I'm going to say something, and I'm going to say something because, you know what? I don't know. Margot Robbie, I, I don't know that uh, she can carry this. She carried the movie. I don't, I, I, I don't like her as Harley Quinn. Really? I, and I think, I'm, I, I think that Har- I'm going to say Margot Robbie is completely overrated. Wow. That's completely overrated. I disagree, sir. That's a hot take. I'm not I'm not saying I'm not <laughs> saying, I'm not saying anything take. about the movie. I'm not saying anything about the movie. Say Marga Robbie's overrated. Oh um, no. She she I looks just... like I mean, I can't tell her the difference between her and that other actress who was on that television show. Was it like Chuck or something like that? There's an actress that looks just like her. I can't tell what her the What the hell are you talking about? That's the beer talking. That's no, 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 no. I, I had I had a quarter of a beer right now. A family show, and we have somebody right. drinking. Yeah. 
<laughs> what's that character? Oh no, wait, what, what's it? not Chuck? It's this other. It's another thing. With he was one of the actors. One of the um, nobody knows what uh, you're talking about. <laughs> all right, no one knows what I'm talking about. Anyway, I. She looks like this other actress. Is all I'm saying. But what does that and have to do I, with it? Just because she uh, but, looks what like I'm somebody? saying is she is she does not she her persona other than you know being a beautiful woman as an actress i don't see her persona coming like there's i i, I don't see why everyone is like oh my gosh margot robbie have you seen anything else she's in yeah a bunch of stuff and and she's just like you name know, one it, it's uh, not what's the movie what's the movie what what's the movie uh Wall where, yeah not wolf of wall street um the other movie about wall street with um and she's in the hot tub the entire time. It sounds, is, like, that, sounds like oh, 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 you're talking about the big sounds short. Sounds like both the, the big, big short. That was a cameo, yeah. you jerk. <laughs> okay. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I just Margot Robbie. I I mean, I saw her. You cannot possibly. I don't get it. I don't get you it. cannot possibly break actress here by seeing one film <laughs> where she just, which, and then a if cameo. I, <laughs> wow! If 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 you know with my mean? hot take, I can break uh, her career. Oh my gosh! I don't know what kind of power is I have then she because was I don't really get Tanya just, Harding. Yeah, she did. Oh, movie. she was she she yeah. was yeah she was good at Tanya Harding. She and was good she, at Tanya she Harding. Did that other movie with Will Smith too. But um, again, I it, it it didn't do a lot of range for me. So T, just to 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 be clear, you're saying as Harley Quinn, she's overrated, not as an actress altogether, right? So here it is. I think she's fine as Harley Quinn, just fine. Uh-huh. I think that the movie doesn't take off until you put all of the women together as a team. Mm-hmm. And then Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn finds her spot as this kind of mercurial character that is messing things up and is kind of like mm-hmm. that character in a group of other actresses in that scene. Then all of so a sudden, like the, the movie becomes really saying. good. But mo- <laughs> I, I, no, I, I, it was more than fifteen. The last fifteen minutes, it, it really was the last fifteen minutes when they all teamed up at the end. <laughs> I, you know what, the 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 two most compelling characters to me was uh, Rosie Perez and um, Mary Elizabeth Win- oh, oh, Winstead. 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 Mary Elizabeth Winstead. So I think, Huntress and so Renee Montoya. And, and, yeah, and Ma- Renee Montoya. Yeah, yeah. Mar- and the and you know what? There's and, and again, there's so much played to Harley Quinn that there are these D- women DC characters that have such if uh, histories, convoluted histories, but histories in the DC universe that are such great characters that I wanted to see, and like she kind of like. And I get it. It's Margot Robbie. She's a big super movie star that people mm-hmm. that draws people to the theater, and they wanted to spend as much time as hers. But I think if they worked as a team more in the movie, um, I think it would have been a better movie. I think it, instead yeah, of just, I was expecting more Avengers like throughout the whole. I think, I think that's true. Where I, the movie should have maybe had them team up earlier um just to keep things more exciting or work a way to have them all be together somehow at some point um before the big battle at the end but it it makes sense that it only would have happened 
at the end when they were all going to fight Black Mask. You almost need it to be like they did a mission and recruited somebody and then they did a mission and they got somebody else to join the team, like almost a like a step kind of thing. And after every every certain yeah. thing was completed, somebody else would join them. But I do like that it's kind of like it's not it's not a recruitment thing, because if it's a recruitment thing, then it's Suicide Squad and Avengers. And it's like they're all the thing with those people is that they're all together for one specific purpose. These people were separate in their purposes. They each had their own agenda, but their own agenda happened to meet up, coincide. And they didn't realize that until they were all put together in the same space and say, hey, wait, we all want the same thing. And then I think that's why it worked better in that case. I mean, it, it makes sense, like, from a story standpoint, I yeah, think. I mean, not, not to compare it to Avengers or anything like that, but I'm going to make an Avengers comparison. When you go see those movies, you want to see Iron Man, Captain America, and Thor, and everybody all in the same room. Mm-hmm. Here, it just took so long to get everybody in the same room, and I think that's what you guys are trying to say was kind of missing, that it just took forever. But here's the thing that Avengers has that Birds of Prey doesn't. Avengers has name recognition. People know Iron Man and Thor and Captain America because they, one, they took the time to build those movies and build those characters. And those characters already live in the collective consciousness of everybody. People know Harley Quinn enough. You know, they know, they know her as the Joker's girlfriend, which, of course, this movie is doing their best to, you know, emancipate right. Harley. She doesn't want to be, she's not the Joker's girlfriend anymore. She doesn't want to be the Joker's girlfriend anymore. She wants to be Harley Quinn. You know, but people don't know Huntress. People don't know Cassandra Cain. People don't know Renee Montoya. Nobody knows Renee Montoya. Uh, no, Renee Montoya. Uh, Renee Montoya was in the uh, the uh, Dark Knight series. Her character was in there, wasn't she? She was Did not. Someone kill her father. She wasn't a big character. And she was a side. She was gonna tell him to prepare to die. Oh, she betrayed. She be- yeah, she prepared. Oh. I was making a Princess Bride joke. He's making a <laughs> Bride joke. Yeah. Okay. Took me a second. I got. Was it. that meant to be Renee Montoya? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was. In, in, the, in the Dark Knight. Yeah. No, no, no. She wasn't Renee Montoya. She was Ramirez. Uh, oh, that was. The, she wasn't Renee Montoya, cop, right? The cop yeah, in the okay. Dark Knight. Oh, who, I thought that was. Yeah, Montoya. that that was not Renee Montoya. She was given the name Ramirez. Anyway, fun fact: Renee Montoya's is canonically Dominican. Nice. Represent. Just saying. Even though she's played. She's played by legendary Puerto Rican actress Rosie Perez, who is my fave. I love Rosie Perez. But Renee Montoya is Dominican. Write that down. Be out here. <laughs> Another hot take. Uh-huh. Rosie Perez, I find her sexier than, uh, what's her face? Margot Robbie? Oh, my. Who, Margot Robbie. Who cares who you find sexy? Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, is it just her voice? Like Rosie Perez is like it's great, and then Margot Robbie's like nails on <laughs> nails on chalkboard. Margot Robbie nails on chalkboard. No, 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 no. Well, here's the thing, Rosie. <laughs> listen, Rosie Perez's New York accent is very authentic. That's the thing. No doubt. It's no a doubt. it's it's a real New York accent. Oh, oh, Rosie Perez is one hundred percent authentic. Thank she you. she's very she's a complete New Yorker. Margot Robbie had to practice her accent because she's Australian. But I think all things considered, she did pretty good. Margot Robbie's yeah. Australian? She's Australian, yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. See? Fooled you. <laughs> ah. <laughs> yeah, I, I side with Ariane here. I, I, I don't get her. it. I don't get it. Yes. 
at, like like in that kind of thing that our culture tells us is supposed to be good looking, she checks out all those boxes. <laughs> I just don't. I mean, she checks all the boxes. She checks all the freaking boxes. But she, I don't. It's like something there. I'm just like, I don't see it. Did I don't you see, see it? it? And I, I meant to, I'm going to go back to the Rosie Perez thing because Rosie Perez is sexy, sexy as fuck. It's not that I think she's sexy. She's she's demonstrably, demonstrably sexy. And it's fired up. <laughs> no, seriously. And, and, wait, wait, wait. and Margot Robbie's like, I'm Margot Robbie. I mean, but, come on, man. She's not like Mary that. Elizabeth Winstead, Winstead is, 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 all of them. All of them are great. Maybe, maybe it's an age thing. I'm not saying that she's not beautiful. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, I don't get it. What's it? No, was it the Chuck? Yeah, what, Chuck was, what was a, that? It's a t- Chuck is a TV show where he was Jesus like, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna find. I'm gonna find this. I'm gonna find this. Oh, Jason Lee. Jason Lee. What television show was he in? Oh, my name is Earl. Yeah, is it from there? My name is Earl. Jamie Presley. Yes. Yes. Yeah, she looks just like Jamie Presley. I can't tell the difference between her and Jamie Presley. Maybe that's her tethered. <laughs> What's that? I don't even know what that means. Okay, uh, am I am I smoking crack, uh, Anthony, or do you see that? Because she looks just like she looks see, like just see, like Margot Robbie, dead ringer. You want me they let do you know look a alike. What? Jamie Presley's good looking too. Okay. No doubt, and you know what? <laughs> I I think she. Yeah, no doubt. I'm not. But see, don't, Margot Robbie. I'm not saying actress. that she's not good looking. I'm saying that they're not sexy. But see, she's a she's a good actress. I mean, <laughs> uh, okay, I'm gonna just repeat myself. I don't get the allure. I just don't get it. Just don't get it. She has it, man. Did you, anybody see the Tarzan movie she did? Because I didn't. Oh, it's all yeah. It was awful. Yeah, <laughs> she was awful. I don't even remember if I've seen it. Or not. Boring. I think I did, but I don't remember. Anyway, I have a criticism though. About Renee Montoya Uh-oh. in this movie. Okay. This is my big problem with this movie. One of the biggest is that they do this thing where I guess she's supposed to be an alcoholic. Like her ex-girlfriend in the movie says, like, shouldn't you be drinking? It's before noon. And she kind of gets oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. she kind of gets offended by that. And then we don't see her dr- drinking at all. We don't see her be act drunk or be drunk or anybody else reference her drunkenness at all. She gets drunk. Towards the end of the movie, before the climax, you know, uh, and then when she fights Harley, Harley goes, are you drunk? But then it was kind of played for laughs. And there's nothing else to imply that she's she's an alcoholic at all. And I'm just like, they could have tried a little bit more, I guess, to work on that or to have her act drunk or something. But it did Rosie Perez it, was underutilized in this film. Yeah, see, I don't, Absolutely. I don't think she was under I don't think she was underutilized. I just thought that was a weird character beat that legitimately could have been cut out because didn't do anything except for do a See, you're right it didn't do anything because like a I gag don't at remember the end. that i mean granted i saw the movie like two or three weeks before you guys did um but yeah i don't even remember like that part of the, the story that thing bothered me i was just like man i was just like what's the point of that you know if they're if they're not gonna build on that then why mention it at all why and right. it didn't affect her job you know, she was clearly a good cop because she kept getting, you know, her promotion stolen from her, 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 her arrest taken from her, you know, so I'm like, all right, so she's a good cop, but she drinks. So what's the problem? And it didn't even, it didn't even show her as a, as an alcoholic. Notice how we haven't brought up uh, Black Canary. That's um, Journey Smollett Bell. Yeah, she was really good. 
I, I, I think the actress did a really good job. I, I think she looked great as the thing. I think she really good fit. I think, again, it's another yeah, point I of mean, uh, being Canary, underutilized. She was, she was the most interesting character to me. I mean, she seemed to have the most going on, really. She had, like, the, the most unique, I don't want to say backstory, but side story, really, where she's singing in the club. And she was really the only one with any kind of superpowers, right? Every, everybody else is just kind of a person in costume, vigilante. You know, with her her voice, she's yeah. the one that actually saved Harley Quinn when she was. They they basically drugged her and were gonna take her away, and and she's the one who stepped in, and that's that kind of put the whole story in motion. Really, she she saved she saved Harley Quinn, but we didn't really see her power until towards the end of the movie. Right. Yeah, only once, and it took so much of her energy out of her. Right. Yeah, yeah, but I think that actress is great. Um, yeah, no doubt. She basically had one of the more compelling. Um, beats in the movie because she works in this club with Ewan McGregor and he kind of forces her to be her or to be his new driver it would have been better story structure if she was the person that like all those things that Harley Quinn did with uh-huh. the kid yeah that, that should have been her that should have been her. I don't think so I think because this is still Harley Quinn's movie this is called Harley is Quinn. It? Harley Quinn. It's called Harley Quinn and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. And the whole theme of this movie is her trying to be her own person because all anybody cares about is her as the Joker's girlfriend. Right. I mean, that's, that's pretty what much what everybody. But is yeah, but isn't that the problem? Isn't that the problem though that everyone cares about her because of the Joker? Well, you have these great DC characters that have such history going all the way back to the 1940s with black canary and mm-hmm. and the huntress and all her origin as as the child of of catwoman and batman and i mean i know there's all this convoluted thing and we can get into it we probably won't have time because mm-hmm. i took some notes on that but i mean these are great characters and they're like afterthoughts when you could have really gone in and developed a really good kind of thing with i love i didn't just like her and it was entertained by I really thought that that last when they all got together, this movie took off, and that whole big fight in the the old I guess it was Funhouse. a Joker yeah. and Harley's old hideout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I was like, this is awesome, and how they were going, and she's like, oh, here's my hair tie. I love that. That was like great. Yeah, stuff. that's and it was that's a great beat. It, and uh, and I you know, and I love the Huntress. I love the Huntress in this, and it's just, but the movie didn't take off till they met, and I, and it was, it kind of was like meandering a bit. I, I do know, like the, um, I do like the, uh, the, the run, the run up on the uh, police station, where Harley just goes in and yeah. busts up everything and breaks out the kid. Um, right. One, because that shot beautifully. Everything about it looked so fun, so. You know, it has a lot of the Zack Snyder slow mo yeah. shit that people yeah. love. Um, yeah. She <laughs> shot up a police station with yeah. a confetti gun, right? Amazing! So <laughs> it's, it's so Harley Quinn. It's so it's right, so right, right. it's so funny. And also, yeah, right. I love I love the fight choreography. Well, that's what this movie, movie had awesome, going for it. Awesome. The, the action sequences and and everything was was really well done. It has some of the best fight choreography I've seen in any it's of these movies. It's a fun movies. movie. It's check your brain at the door. There's, it's fun. The action sequences are great. There's really nothing memorable about this movie to me, other than Hugh McGregor's performance because he was hamming it up. Hugh McGregor's he was hamming fantastic. it up and enjoying yes. it and having the time of his life in every scene that he's in. 
And I don't know much about Black Mask as a character. I mean, I know the name. I know who he is. I know he's Russian. Um, I mean, he if he did the Russian accent, I don't. I think it's a totally different character. Um, but he was basically just kind of chewing the scenery and, and and enjoying the the show. Basically, that's how I took it. Yeah, know? he did a good job. He did a good job. But here's another thing about what they did with Black Mask that I really like is that. They gave him like this paternalistic colonialist mindset, which really kind of like enhances the themes, I think, because he's has all these masks, you know, all these tribal masks, and he likes showing up. Cultural appropriation. Cultu- and cult- like that. Cultural appropriation. Um, you know, and he's he's an egomaniac. He's an egomaniac that only wants to collect these things these sacred masks or these sacred whatever you know uh so he can show them off and then like uh there's this one line where he he shows off this like tribal mask to black um to black canary and then he's like you know uh this came from like a dirty place you know (laughs) like he's showing he's showing off this cool thing that he has but he's like oh the people are dirty you know the place i got it from is dirty and he also has like this beautiful like marble statue of himself that's like pristine and stuff like that and he's proud of it and it's surrounded by all this shit that he's taken you know and all he wants is like to own things he's like why don't i own the crossbow guy why isn't that my person like all he all he cares he cares about collecting things he collects things he collects people you know and then disposes of them it's disposable for him i liked how they they did that it's a very colonialist paternalistic mindset that they gave him yeah i I like that victor zaz was his right hand man too that was was yeah yeah, zaz yeah yeah, that, that yeah, um, but I don't know why anyone would want to go to the club though. Like people get their legs broken. It's and a get shitty club. club. It's a <laughs> no, like bad club. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I'd be like, "Yo, this place is a bummer, man. Let's get <laughs> out of here." <laughs> it's a, it's not a fun looking well, club. I guess when when you're a gangster, you can do whatever you want. There's only certain places that you can actually go and I get know. away with that kind of stuff. So that's why you go there. Yeah, yeah, right. I guess right. Yeah. Oh, and. Did it, did this movie make people think of Deadpool two a little bit? Because it did to me. I fell asleep on both Deadpool films. They're not oh. my favorites. Oh man, not my favorites. Do you remember it, Spade? I'm, I'm Do you remember because there was no. the whole thing in Deadpool like, two. There was a whole thing with yeah. a kid that Deadpool had to save. Right, yeah. You know, <laughs> um, that this movie made me think of Deadpool two a little bit too much because they saddled Harley with this kid that she has you know, to save. I didn't make the know? connection, but now that you're saying that, yeah, I guess you can kind of point out, like, Harley Quinn would be, like, Deadpool, and then Black Canary, I guess, would be Cable kind of thing. Yeah, because, you know, and Harley, they gave Harley, like, the same kind of humor, the same irreverent humor. She references the audience a lot, um, a lot of the um, uh, visuals are similar, but at the same time, Something about this movie just seems aggressively less douchey <laughs> than Deadpool. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, uh, I, yeah, I, completely. I, I Deadpool's like not my bag. I mean, I, my bag. I didn't realize this movie was rated R too. Like, I knew that, it, it, like, until really close to when I actually saw it, and I'm like, oh, I wonder how like R it's gonna be. It was pretty hard R with with the language and things like that. So in that comparison, yeah, that's similar to Deadpool. Also, you know, I. It it was entertaining. Um, yeah, Birds of Prey. What what 
What made it rated R? One, they cut off their faces, right? They, I don't remember the, the language. I just don't hear curses, I guess. There was yeah. a lot of cursing in this movie. Yeah, that, okay. and then some of the yeah. violence, if, like, like you're saying, yeah, just cutting faces off. Now, okay, the best thing in this movie by far is the bacon, egg, and cheese. I wanted one so bad like, every time everything, I came up. Egg sandwich, yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt My that, God, yeah. that is the best love story in this movie between Harley and the bacon, egg, and cheese. It is so, it is shot like a love story, like genuinely. And her hair is like blowing when she's looking at it. And she's so enamored with this like bacon, egg, and it, cheese. It reminded me of like those Arby commercials. What, Arby's? Not, not Arby. Um, <laughs> Arby. Those yeah, hypersexualized yeah, Arby's hardy, commercials. Maybe Hardy's. Right? Oh, like Hardy's. 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 That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Hardy's. Hardy's. They're the big cheeseburger. The, the, the but it's with the sexy yeah. lady eating the cheeseburger, even though she probably spits it out <laughs> after she takes it. <laughs> um, you know what else I enjoyed? The the uh, the opening credits that were like animated. The little cartoon. That oh, was, that, that was, was great. That was different. adorable. Yeah, that That's kind of what, what brings you right in, because during that, it's like, Oh, here's a cartoon, and then they're cursing over the top of it. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, this is definitely a different yeah. type of movie from Suicide Squad, right? You know, right off the bat, they're letting you know that. But it's not that different where this movie has a lot of like heavy soundtrack, you know, like it has all these like big songs that people notice, like it right in the beginning, like it plays I Hate Myself for Loving You by Joan Jett, yeah. but it also has a lot of original music as well, like the soundtrack. Right. Features a lot of like new hip hop girls that I love. Like it has Megan the Stallion, Doja Cat, Sweetie. These are all like, you know, new ish. Yeah. These are all newish like hip hop stars, but they're all female. And the soundtrack features them, which I, I loved a lot. But it has a lot of like pop music. Uh, I love the spoof on Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend. Like that little dream sequence. Yeah. That was fantastic. That was beautiful. Yeah, I was listening. To, we uh, we were noticing the soundtrack too. Kate was like Kate was talking about. There was one the the fight scene in the um, when they she stormed the the police uh, station. There was one, and we were talking about. I can't think of it right now, but you could tell that there was a. It was like a song that was written to sound like another song. I, I guess they couldn't achieve. They couldn't pay for it. The, was um. I wrote it down. It was Black Betty. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. And it sounded just like that song, and then it did. And it was like, why don't they? It have... was. It was a cover version for sure, and like. Oh. Uh... I think when we're when we see Cassandra Kane, like um, when she's going down the street and she's pickpocketing everybody. We hear that um that that it's like I guess it's a Dean Martin song where it's just like everybody sway with me, dance with me, da da da. I don't remember how that fuck yeah. goes. I'm sorry. Oh my gosh! Please don't put me singing in the podcast. Oh, <laughs> uh, not only are we gonna have you singing in the podcast, we're gonna also remix all your singing at the end of the podcast. No, <laughs> no, three point oh, don't oh, no, do he it. Will. He, the more you it. tell him not to do something, the if more you he love does. me. Don't <laughs> no. The, the more you you doth protest too much, the uh, the more you say no. The more <laughs> I do. It. Cool, cool. Good. All right. Get to um, get to look forward to that. Um, I mean, I know you guys kind of thought this movie was maybe a little mid, you know, and I think most people probably thought this movie was mid, but I think just the way it explores misogyny, it it like it's. I keep peeling away like more and more like layers of just like, all right, like how it portrays misogyny 
in terms of like how Ewan McGregor's character is, you know, Renee Montoya getting a uh, pass up for promotions and stuff like that. Like I made a note where it's just like, and Harley Quinn said it herself, like the Joker would take credit for all her ideas, you know? Mm. So there's this whole thing where men take credit for women's achievements, you know? And, and there's a great line where, <laughs> Where Harley's like, I have a PhD, motherfucker. You know, she says that earlier. <laughs> right, right, like, yeah, because yeah. yeah, people, for, like, she's a doctor. She's an actual yeah. doctor. I, I enjoyed the movie. I liked it. I think it really took off when it was a uh, ensemble piece, you know. And, uh, and, I, and I saw all that stuff, and I really enjoyed it. I think it was good. And I think that this, because misogyny, this film didn't get a fair shake. I think... Uh, what where they were unsuccessful this you know the the online culture was unsuccessful doing to captain marvel but there's a, which was a billion dollar film mm-hmm. they did that successfully to this film they yeah. they they took this film apart and that was a successful assassination and i think there's bad actors out there not actors in like professionally like, you know thespians but bad actors in terms of people you know online uh who who do these kind of things to these films and i think it's awful now is this my favorite movie no but i thought it was a blast i thought you know as a as a as a team it was a blast i love the huntress i uh um loved rosie perez in it and i think it was great and you know what i hope to see a lot of them come back in suicide squad i know suicide squad's already packed to the suicide squad 2 with james gunn is packed to the gills with actors and actresses at the i mean uh, characters yeah and i don't think margot robbie's in this in suicide squad 2 Margot Robbie's not, not going to be so. in it. No, I don't think so. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. Let me see. So, I thought it was a given. So the Mm-mm. next two... No, because they recast um, they recast Will Smith. I think it's Idris Elba. I think he's playing a different character. Uh, no, he's playing a different, yeah. different character. No, they recast Will Smith, I think. Let me just well, see. Hang on. It, no, well, they just Margot Robbie has, according to IMDb... Has... Oh, no. Margot Robbie... Margot Robbie's listed in the cast list. Is she? Oh, you know what? Yeah, because yeah. you know why? I it's on uh, on IMDb. It's not Suicide Squad two. That's what I was looking for. It's just called the Suicide Squad. It's yeah. the su- the Suicide Squad, and Idris Elba is in it. But they definitely he's the one that got cast in Smith's part. I'm not even kidding, because I remember got cast who Idris Elba is going to be Deadshot. See, I, I don't think so. I, I I know I heard when he was first cast i think that was right. the rumor no no that they were recasting but i i think he's gonna play uh, uh another character hey hey hold 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 the phone because i'm gonna um, pause for look up <laughs> idris elba from coming soon.net idris elba to replace will smith in the suicide squad no come okay. coming soon.net you might as well read the national Enquirer, right Aren't, aren't they like the bad? <laughs> wow, wow. No, no, there, there's one website that's like, in terms of comic book news, they're terrible. Oh, yeah, here. Variety, there's a bunch of them out variety, there that are terrible. Uh, Deadshot removed from sequel as Idris Elba moves to new character. That's from Variety. Right. Okay. Variety says it's new character. Okay. Variety is definitely more reliable. Yeah. No, because I would have. When, when they first casted him in the movie everybody was saying he's gonna play deadshot because will smith wasn't coming back uh, so it was right. one of those rumor things yeah, like yeah, yeah. because you know oh that's who he's gonna play because... right 
because there's going to only be one black dude. Right. Right. <laughs> we, got, we got rid of one black one guy. Black we're character, another right? black guy so, and, one and they're going to play the same black character. Right. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. So uh, it would be nice to see the two. Taika Waititi's going to be in it. Yeah. Yeah. Taika Waititi. The cast is going to be awesome. Yeah, but I'm I looking forward to it. Oh, uh, but I don't like Joel Kinnaman as freaking Rick Flag. This is Katana. She has my back. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, he was in a good television show that I used to watch a while back. Um, and it was like a murder mystery, the killing. No, I don't remember what it was. And he did a good job in that. I think he's an all right actor. I think you can't blame that movie on the actors, you know, so there's a lot of good actors that wind up in terrible movies. I guess so. Know? And, you know, James Gunn is going to make a fun movie. Oh yeah. At worst. For sure. At worst, it's going to be a fun movie. At worst. <laughs> you know what, right, speaking right. of Joel Kinnaman, he was good on uh, House of Cards. What was he in House of Cards? He was the the guy running against um, Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, that's right. Kevin right, Spacey. Right, right. We, sh- we we do not speak of that man anymore. <laughs> no, no. Right. See, you're right. He was in the killing too, though. The killing. Right, right. That was good. I he was, and he's a much different. He plays a much different type of character there. He plays like this kind of broken. He's he was like a drug addict cop or something like that. I, that I never seen trouble. the show. I'm just looking on IMDb right now. It's a slow. That's a slow boil murder mystery, um, which I was into, but I never kind of followed through with it. And that was years ago. Wasn't he in the Social Network too? Who? Joel Kinnaman. If he was, no. I would have noticed because that's one of my favorite movies ever. No, who played the twins? That's Army Hammer. Army Hammer. Okay, oh, right. You know, I met one of those twins Did in you? real life by mistake. <laughs> Yeah, when I worked at the airport, we all had like different jobs every day. So like this one day, my job was just to scan all the boarding passes, right? Scanning all the tickets before people got on a plane. I took one board and I would I would barely like even look at people, yeah. you know? So I took one boarding pass and I scanned it and it wouldn't scan. Like it was like one of the shitty paper ones that you print at home. And I scanned it, it wasn't working. And then I see, and then I'm just, and I look at the name and it said Tyler Winklevoss. And I look up and I'm like, it's him. And I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> So I had to print out a new boarding pass for him because it wasn't working. I would not have known it wasn't him if I if, if his work. shit did not scan because I hadn't if it didn't work because I had no Who? idea. Who? Uh one of the Winkle boss twins. Do you remember that they were characters in a social network? No. Did you see know. the social network? No. Really? It's a really good movie, T. I love that movie. It's yeah. it's it's I'm T, not exaggerating. It's my favorite movie from the past 10 years. Really? Okay, I'll ch- I'll check it out. I'll check it out. All right, so so back to the uh, okay, Birds of Prey. Um, I, I recommend the movie. I think it's a good time. I think there's some good stuff. There's good performances. I think it didn't get a fair shake. It definitely didn't, and I hope it does well on on home video because it's to me it's so enjoyable, and it's kind of like it's definitely the voice that I the or the or rather the perspective that we need in superhero movies. One, it's a female perspective. Shout out to Kathy Yan, who directed this movie. This is her old, this is her second feature film ever. I know, and, and, and that's great. I'm, I'm amazed that second feature film. That's it's like a big awesome. deal to get this, you know? Second feature film from Kathy Yan. Um, and the film was also written by a female screenwriter. Um, her name is, is Christina Hodson. Um, she wrote Bumblebee. That came out a few years ago, um, and apparently everyone loved that movie. I haven't, but people have said it's like the best Transformers. I mean, movie. That's, not, that's not saying <laughs> much. I I wasn't crazy about Bumblebee. I loved the first like five to ten minutes of the movie. There's mm-hmm. there's a whole 
I mean, I don't know how big you are in Transformers, but Transformers was my jam when I was a kid. <laughs> so the movies are, are not that great. But the first, like, five, ten minutes all take place on Cybertron. And it's all CGI. And it's all the characters looking like the actual characters from the cartoons. It's the beginning of that. The beginning. Yeah. Of, and you could tell them the apart. I'm telling you, you can watch. You can tell them apart. Just go on YouTube because the clip is there. Um, it's It's awesome. It's awesome, and then there there are other scenes like that throughout the rest of the movie, but to me, it just it wasn't a, a great movie. And they keep taking his voice away. Like Bumblebee needs to talk. That that's it. He he needs yeah. to speak. stop taking his they voice want to away. Try to turn him into R two D two. Yeah, I I don't need to hear any more beeps and boops, especially in a movie where right. he's the only Transformer. You know. Right. Okay, right. I digress. Yeah, I, I think that one the, the transform my two things about Transformers movies. I'm gonna put it in a nutshell right off the bat. Uh huh. You know, uh, I, I couldn't stand what's his name yelling oh, for three LaBeouf. movies. Uh, Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. I'm like, <laughs> I came to see Transformers. I didn't need to. I don't want to be yelled at. And then, and with that yelling, I feel like the special effects were just like me lying on the ground and somebody taking uh uh a 10 gallon paint bucket of broken glass and pouring it on my face. I mean, I didn't know what the Yikes. hell was happening. You know, it's just like things are happening in front of me. I have no idea. And I'm a reasonably intelligent human being. I mean, I'm not that intelligent, but you know reasonably. what I mean? It's like, yeah, reasonably. And, and, and it's like, it was just. No, it's the, it's the shaky cam, fast action, hard to follow. And you can't tell yeah. the Transformers apart. They look like Swiss army knives when they're, they're in their robot forms. Yeah, yeah. They're all this like ugly gray. And you know what? That ugly gray thing. And this, I mean, we're going to get back to birds of prey, but that uh, dead gray uh -huh. kind of thing comes to, because you know why? Because mm. that's really, if you have like robots or things like that, if you have the reflective surfaces, they're harder to render. Yeah. And that's why, like, that's why like BB-8 or all these other things aren't, aren't, um, aren't shiny. They have all these, you know, darker well, they're color puppets. kind of things. Because, well, you're right. But if you have a shiny surface, that's going to reflect the green screen. And then you're going to have to start green screening it out of all the re reflectivity that's going on. But anyway, yeah, but they're all that, right? But but still, it's harder to render. But anyway. <laughs> anyway. I like Birds of Prey. I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna give it like. You, you could have fooled uh, me <laughs> with I, all the shade I mean, you were talking. <laughs> I was just, I was, on, I did not throw shade at the movie. I appreciate it, Margot Robbie. Who is a perfectly wonderful Harley Quinn. We did not talk about her enough. I think she's wonderful. I think she she really went all in in this movie for me. And I could tell, like, I, think, I could tell that it, this was like her baby. I could tell that this is like a real like passion project for her. One, because she was a producer, and you can tell like she really wanted to make something special. Yeah, out of this. I, I said what Ariana. And she wanted here. to. Use I, I enjoy her performance as Harley Quinn. I, I think she's entertaining. She's good in the role. You know, the material here is a lot better than Suicide Squad. Oh, my God. Can I tell you the one thing I hated the most that Harley Quinn did in Suicide Squad? What? The one thing that, that fell apart, apart completely for me in that movie was the part where, and they showed this in all the trailers, too, where she's like, we have bad guys. That's what we do. And I'm just like, oh, my God, I hate <laughs> this. Because that's not, because if you're a comic book villain, you don't think of yourself as the bad guy. And you don't go, we're bad guys. That's what we do. No, you think of yourself as a very reasonable person. You know what, though? With, with her, I actually kind of buy it that she would really think that. No, I hate, I hated it so much. 
so much because that's not how comic book villains believe. That's not how they act. They're not freaking, I don't know. I can't even think of a good enough analogy right now because it's really frustrating. I hate it so much. And that, that like really tore the whole movie apart for me. And it really upset me. And I hate Suicide Squad. <laughs> the Suicide Squad was really bad. It's I really like Captain bad. Boomerang though. I don't even like him. I, it's like, what does he do? He didn't even throw boomerangs. <laughs> no, but I like the actor playing him. I just thought the characterization. Jai Courtney. They got all the yeah, Australians. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's Captain Boomerang, though. He was. Oh like, yeah, that's true. He's in the actual, comic, book. he's a literal he, Australian. He like, yeah, he had like a he had like a scarf and a and a blouse with boomerangs all over it, and a little like kind of like a little like ice cream shop guy hat, and with boom, he throw boomerangs, and it was like. Is a ridiculous character, and uh, and I think Jai Courtney brought a ridiculous character. Uh, isn't he gonna? He's gonna be in Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah the, yep. the, the season, right? Yeah. yeah. Good, 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 because he's good. Well, hopefully they give him something to do. <laughs> but here's the thing, and another thing about the original Suicide Squad movie is that they're there at the bar and they're like, "All right, all the bombs in your necks are off. You could go." And he goes, "Really?" And then he just walks out. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that was great. That was like the best part of the movie. He's like, the bomb is off and he just walks out. And I'm like, that makes complete sense. And I thought it was funny and great. But then like 10 minutes later, they're walking like they're a tough team. And he just kind of, hey, I'm back and walks up next to them. And I'm like, why are you doing that? That just ruined the best part of the well, movie. Well, that's Suicide Squad for you. It takes a bunch of cool shit and just ruins it. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And that's why I'm glad Harley Quinn got out of there kicking and screaming, made a movie that was leagues better. If if it, it's it's not enough that the movie is so much better, it's that it's actually completely competent. Like it's a comp it's so like well done, like everything. You can see the fighting. I love like I'll never be over the fight choreography because so many action superhero movies these days, they cut on the on the hits. You know, you can right. you can tell that the hits aren't real because they cut when, you know, the actors punch each other, or kick each other. And it's just like, no, you can see the punches and the kicks and everything. And Margot Robbie did a lot of her own stunts. She did a lot of her own fight choreography in this movie. Yeah, the fight, she was good at that. The, the fight choreography is great. Everything at the end was Ari great. Ariani, and you're 100% right. Mm -hmm. And they do that because that's a way to kind of just not pay for fight choreography at all because if you cut at that point you don't really have to plan the shots you could just have people play fighting and then you could take that play fighting sequence and just cut and cut and cut and cut and makes it look exciting it's that kind of born uh, identity kind of uh, action sequence cutting where everything's so random while born born the born identity did have fight choreography the style of editing that they do like it, they, they think about it saying saving money at the back, you know, up front because they don't have to go through all this time of training with schedules and getting the actors in, in the shape, gym yeah, and, and hiring these people to make sure they can do that. And you can hire actors who, you know, have bum knees and can kind of do it anyway. <laughs> Sure. You know, if I was in a, you know, one of those movies, I, you know, I, I, they'd pro I'd have to probably do that because I don't have the knees I used to. <laughs> Tom Cruise was doing it in Mission Impossible with a broken ankle. So you got no excuse, T. That man, yeah. that man is turning 60 this year. Yeah. Spade, what did you think of the complicated. I'm sorry. No, because I want to get, what did you think? Yeah, of I mean, I, like I said, I, like I said before, I, 
it's an enjoyable movie. Yeah. The action sequences are great. Everything you guys just touched on. Um, pop it in. It's a no-brainer. Check your brain at the door. They're going to catch you up on everything you need to know from Suicide Squad, whether you've seen it or not. Um, yeah. You know, the performances are good from, you know, Hugh McGregor is great as Black Mask. Zaz is interesting. The, the female characters are all great. Um, you know, there's nothing. I, I don't have anything really bad to say about the movie. Just sit down and relax and enjoy it. I mean, you're in quarantine. If you're looking for something to watch, check it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, I loved it. And I love all the shade towards Jared Leto in this movie. <laughs> I think. And then yeah, here's another hot take. I know what you're going to say. Uh-huh. Oh, God. And I've said this a couple of times on the podcast. Um, I think Jared Leto's Joker is underrated. Ew. I'm not saying it's great. Ew. I don't think. Thank you. I, I think there's Thank problems you, with it. I think he's underrated. Ugh. I think it's underrated. Yeah. Underrated as in should put under the ground. Like, I don't like, I don't like that he's wearing a grill. I don't like that he has like what is it broken tattooed on his forehead or something. You could just like say that. I don't like and <laughs> just <laughs> But but um I think they took a chance with the new take on the Joker and and it, I think a lot of it didn't land because the movie was so bad. You could have cut the out movie. the Joker completely from that movie. Right. And, guess and what? it wouldn't matter. It, wouldn't it would be the same movie. And, and so that's a problem. Them. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Right. <laughs> anyway. But, um, and plus, Jared Leto is an abusive creep who started a cult. <laughs> really? He did. He he has started a cult. I'm not even kidding. Of like his 30 seconds to Mars fans. It's not even really? a joke. Yeah, he started like a cult of people who worship him. And I just, I'm like, I can't believe we gave that man an Oscar. What did we give him an Oscar for? He won an Oscar Dallas for freaking Byers Dallas Buyers Club. Buyers Club, right. Bunch of Oscars for that movie. I didn't see that. I'd like to see it. He played a trans woman. And guess what? He's not a trans woman. <laughs> right, right, right. It right. sucks. It was a bad. You don't you don't like the movie, or you know the one. You know, here's the thing: the movie is actually good in terms of like the history, but and Matthew McConaughey is great in it. I just hate all the stuff with Jared Leto. It, it's a good movie. It's <laughs> it, it's a really good movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So I think that should be it, right? Do we have anything else we want to say? But I think we 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 uh stay safe. We covered everything. Stay safe, everyone. Yeah. Oh, oh, wait, wait. So, Ariani, mm-hmm. um, so tell us, uh, you know, uh, our our uh, our sometimes co-host. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so tell tell everybody, all our listeners, all the capesters out there, where we, they can find you online. Um, my Twitter handle and on Instagram, it's at La Ciguapa, L A C I. With the backwards feet, gonna get you. Yes, this is a mythical monster with, with backwards feet. And and didn't you just commit adultery on us with someone else? <laughs> That's true. Yeah, right, right. I did. Hold on. Mm. Si guapa, si guapa. Yeah. That's like, yeah, she's good looking. Si guapa. Si guapa. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's what it meant. No, no, no. Yeah, she's good looking. <laughs> um, yeah, I did appear on another pod. It's called The Simpsons Countdown. Uh, my friend Eric's. Um, he's been going through every episode of The Simpsons and tries to kind of like find what happened, like with the quality of the show. And it's it's early seasons right now. I I talked about a first season episode with him, and yeah, you can find it on Spotify. You know, we'll link it wherever below. you listen we'll, to we'll podcasts. Link it in the description. Yeah. So the the podcast is going through every single Simpsons episode. Yeah, it's going to go through every single. Episode. So that's there's like twenty million thousand zillion 
Simpsons episode. It is. I mean, I The Simpsons should be at 30 seasons because the show premiered when I was born, pretty much. So, yeah. 684 episodes. I remember yeah. when The Simpsons premiered on Tracy Allman. On the yeah. Tracy Allman show. Yeah. Yep. That's when it premiered. All right, cool. What? So, what? What episode did you cover on that? I we covered episode, um, season one, episode ten, um, which is called Homer's Night Out. All right, we got to check that. Uh, all you capesters out there, go and 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 if you're not going to listen to that, start following that podcast all together. At least go out and check that. At least give it one chance. Check it out and check out see, uh, episode ten with uh, La Ciguapa. <laughs> <laughs> you can just call me Ariani. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. You're like, I'm offended. I should be offended right now, T. No, no. Just, you know, I have a name. <laughs> All right. So, uh, sorry, that's it for this episode of Not All Podcasts Wear Capes. And thanks a lot for having see me ya. back again. Bye, Ariana. We'll see you soon. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at NotAllPods. Visit us on our website at NotAllPodcastWearCapes.com. And send us an email, NotAllPods at gmail.com. Also subscribe and listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. Not All Podcast Wear Capes is a Thaumaturge Wonderworks production. This issue was edited by Andre 3.0 Marks. Please don't put that in. <laughs> Are we done? Are we good? Yeah, Yay. Yeah. Oh boy. Poor, she poor called th- me out on my drinking. She's like, yeah, we have a name. I don't care who you think is sexy. <laughs> No one ever gets Tarzan right. No one ever gets him right. Disney got it right. I liked it. Oh, I didn't see. I did. That's a cartoon. Yeah, it's still a <laughs> film. Just because it's a cartoon doesn't mean it's not a film. Ignoramus. <laughs> I'm not your student that's, anymore. That's, I'll you. that's gonna make it. That's gonna make it. I, <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't, I'm gonna hold. I'm gonna stand. You taught me. You taught me that any film could be any medium. Right. No, no, I'm, you taught right. me that i'm not i'm not gonna i'm not this is a hill i'm not gonna die on that hill um what I, the hill i'll die on is you know jb presley just does i mean not J, margaret robbie just does, just does.